Expounded Universe, Season 9, Episode 2, Puny Jaw Power Body. The book, Crucible, by Troy Denning. The year, 2013. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Novel Discussion Podcast. Yay, we did it. It's a simple thing to say. It'd be weird if the people would have trouble with it. I know, right? Yeah, so uh, it's not a problem, though. And uh, this time, I'm Jeff, that's John, and yeah, as- this time. This time. Sometimes, we, we, anytime where I don't announce our names at the top of the show, it's not us. Yeah. That's it's- a conspiracy theory that you can have for free. Yeah, it's like uh, asking a cop if, if they're a cop and they try to sell you drugs. They have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. So if we don't say it's us, then obviously it isn't. Yeah, if we don't announce our names at the top of the show, then that's because it's a naval flag that's flying in my room at the time. We're under maritime law. <laughs> and we were just citizens making egress through the podcast. Yeah, we are sovereign citizens. Thank you. <laughs> I uh, do not wish to make joinder with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's some magic words you can use to uh, to start a bunch of conspiracy theories about the show. Yeah. Or are, have we been dead the whole time? Yeah. Or is this just my dying dream while I'm in a coma? I mean, you are pretty much very slowly dying. I mean, yes. Not that. But this slowly. isn't really much of a dream. <laughs> Sorry about your crappy dream. I know. I barely even do anything interesting. Hey, at least you got a switch. Yeah. Get yourself a little poke switch. I got a little poke switch. Yeah, and you've already managed to catch a yamper, which honestly they put in like the first space. Oh, yeah. You go to. They're like, look, people are going to want the yamper. Well, they put the yamper in like the very first building you go into once you really start. Mm hmm. And I was like, if I don't catch that immediately, I'm going to die. And then <laughs> just found one right outside, and I was like, oh, they knew. <laughs> they, you they, can't show me a fucking corgi Pokemon and then be like, well, you need to go find that somewhere. Those are only available through trading with old video games. <laughs> well, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go take this whole fucking scenario back to GameStop. I will burn this mother down. <laughs> I mean, for the cost of a Switch, you could almost get a real Corgi. Almost. Not quite. Not even close, actually. No. Well. Corgis are expensive. I mean, I might get, like, like a shitty Corgi. <laughs> shitty Corgi. You know. I go to the shitty Corgi company. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the Queen's Corgi that you were expecting. This is Queen the band a Corgi. Yeah, this is... <laughs> This is fucking Freddie Mercury's Corgi. This is Freddie Mercury's Corgi. He's 81 years old. Wow. He was real old even when Freddie got him. Oh, he's 81 in dog years. And also in human years. And, and also human years. It's a human. It's a, hello, I'm Freddie Mercury's Corgi. Long story. Would you like to hear it? My name is Corgi. It's uh, a weird coincidence. <laughs> it's not that weird of a coincidence. He legally made me change it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're going to be doing chapters of Star Wars. Chapters three and four of Crucible. Uh, uh, more of a Crucible, really. Uh which, again, is the last book in the Expanded Universe line before it became Legends. Yes, indeed. 
And we are checking right in with some people that we had heard about in the first two chapters that we hadn't met yet. Uh, the chapter three of the book opens up on Lando and the book's current antagonist, anyway, uh, one Marvid and his brother Kratheus. Yeah, Kratheus and Marvid Kresh. They are uh, brothers and they are also uh, Kalumi. Kalumi. Man, I was going to mess that up. I was going to say comely. And... I should have let you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. Uh, the Kalumi are, we've only seen Kalumi ourselves in the show one other time. Uh, in Courtship of Princess Leia, when Han was involved in the underground gambling ring. Remember that? That 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 difficult plot point where he needed a lot of money, so he just won 11 games of Sabacc in a row? Yeah. Where he just went down and played against... <laughs> A big lizard in a gas suit and a, uh, a and go- mega mind. <laughs> yeah, a mega ma- a mind and a gotal who was using his horns to cheat. Yeah, uh, and, and one by one they all fell out until it was just him and the gas dragon, and then then he beat the gas dragon and later like Luke met her. Well, the mega mind, as it turns out, the big they're basically blue Modocs. Yeah, they're uh, just they're mega mind, but just spindly. the head. Yeah. <laughs> They're your standard giant head, tiny body alien fantasy where they can't even hold their own heads up. They're so like, they my brain is so large because I think such galactic thoughts that my primitive body has shriveled to nothing. Yeah, they're the, what, Eloy. Fine. They're, they're big head, tiny bodies. We've seen, this is a regular alien trope. Everyone's up to speed on this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one of those ones where you're like, oh, it's a, you know, giant headed dude with a shriveled up body in some sort of power mech that goes around. You're like... Yeah, sure. This is like a blue krang. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's an earthworn gym. Everyone's up to speed. We get it. <laughs> Everyone gets it. Well, we're going to we're going to be spending the entire chapter from the point of view of the nicer of the two Crash brothers, Marvid. <laughs> yes. Uh, Marvid is the more I wouldn't say nice, but he's definitely calmer. He's the nice cop of the two of them, if you will. Well, he's the yes. one. Yeah. Uh, Kratheus is definitely the, I will get my way through intimidation, whereas Marvid is like, oh, no, we must stick to our plan. And right off the, right as it starts, we establish the fact that these are basically Captain Planet villains that have just been transplanted into Star Wars. Yeah, well. <laughs> I gotta they, say, though, it's very... It's very nice when you start out the chapter and you're like, yes, and Marvin takes his puny jaw and turned his power body toward the office. And you're like, man, that's a great thing. Just be like, I have a puny jaw and a power body. Because at that point, I hadn't remembered what Kalumi were. So I just thought power body was like, he was totally ripped and had a shitty chin. You think he was like, this was his grinder profile he was going through? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, uh, I've got a lot of jaw strength, but my body is power. Look, I'm a power body with a, <laughs> That's with a, a weak thing. jaw. That's a Star Wars thing. What kind of hanky do I put in the back for a puny jaw power body? <laughs> I think it's just like a B-side off an Offspring album. But oh yeah, puny job power body. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it turns out that these two are the CEOs and business owners of a company called Galactic Syndicates, which itself owns a secondary company called Galactic Exploitation Technologies. Exploitation Technologies, which again, this is some Captain Planet bullshit. Oh yeah, and I mean, we met or at least heard of Get yes. in the other chapter, but. <laughs> I don't Man. think we took the time to address that it stood for Galactic Exploitation Technologies. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where as soon as you name it that, everyone's like, what? 
No. No. Oh, yeah. We're a subsidiary of Evil Dine. Okay. We're we're done here. <laughs> we're part of the bad guy collective of Family Network. <laughs> oh, we're a real mom and pop evil corporation. <laughs> We don't need unions. We're friends with all of our employees. We provide them excellent insurance through the Kill UIs program. <laughs> we we really feel of them more as family than employees. Mm -hmm. And of course, as family, they would never leave. <laughs> or want payment. Goodness of their heart. Uh, so these two are here to try and muscle Lando into selling his refinery operation in the in the Kailoon Rift. Now, or Chaloon, whatever you want to say. <laughs> as is customary for getting a chapter from the point of view of an alien, we of course need to have them be like, yes, my giant brain allows me to think things that humans would never. Why, Lando Calrissian may be smooth, but is he a big brain like me? No, no. He's got a tiny human brain trapped inside a tiny human skull. Oh, not like the mighty brains of the Kalumi. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's true. Every time an alien in this book wrenches control of the narrative for a second, they just or, or any one of these Star Wars books, they immediately start extolling the basic virtues of their species. They're like, let me tell you the way in which I am different from and better than a human. Yes, yeah, specifically humans. It'd be kind of funny if he was like, oh, he's got the tiny brain of a goat all. <laughs> but not even nubs. the cones. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, everyone just needs to compare themselves to humans, and Marvid is definitely like, oh, yes, I, I've i got a big old head, and we think thoughts that are very thinky. Yeah, it turns out that these guys are masters of, like, statistical analysis, probability examination, uh, generally anything you can brain at super hard, Kalumi are really good at. Yeah, and especially these guys, because apparently we find out that their mother was an information broker so not only were they kalumi but they were raised in an area where they're like oh yeah we're also learning how to like deal in secrets and trade and mm -hmm. everything they're, like they're, that they're excellent black market profiteer kalumi who have gone legitimate but only sort of yeah on on the surface yeah they're like the kingpin but there's two of them and there's and they both suck i mean honestly <laughs> They're basically just Shizor. They're just two Shizors. They're Shizor really? who got put into that separation machine. <laughs> From the Ren and Stimpy episode. Yeah. Oh, he split into his two halves, his evil half and his horny half. That's really what happens here. I mean, I have to assume that Kratheus is also horny all the time. We, we, just, we have no we don't indication go of that. We don't go in his giant throbbing brain, so we don't know. No, all but, we know about Kratheus is that he is just angry He's just all a the pissed time. off monster. But uh, but Marvin, thankfully, since we spend a whole chapter hanging out with his with his thoughts, we find out that he loves human women. God damn, does he ever? Mm -hmm. Like he likes their tiny, smooth brains. <laughs> I like my ladies with tiny heads. <laughs> Anything more than a handful of head, it's just going to waste. <laughs> Not like them Kalumi in Philadelphia who think it has to clog a toilet to be a good brain. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, he likes his, <laughs> he, he's a morosexual, as it were. He likes his women to be dumb compared to him. Yes. <laughs> I think Pluto still counts as a planet. God damn it, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I say taking off my power body. <laughs> Unbuttoning my power body. Uh, yeah, no, he, so, so they're there to kind of muscle ha or, or uh, Lando into selling his refinery, and Lando is not really having it. Yeah, they are, you know, offering him some money and a be ludicrous like, amount 
Yeah, they're like, okay, look, we're going to give you money for this more than you're making because right now you're operating at a loss because of these pirates. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even if the pirates disappeared today, you'd still be all fucked up. Yeah, and of course, Lando knows a lot more than he's letting on. So he's you know more or less assured that these two dudes are the ones behind the pirates anyway. But, uh, but he, he can't say that because this is a nice public business legitimate meeting. Except he has his chief operations person there, and she is very willing to suggest that they are behind it because she is a spy and a plant from the creches. Yeah, the, both the Crush brothers have sent her in. Uh, they, they went through the whole process of hiring her and dumping her in here. Her name is Chief Yuss. Yuss. Uh, and Yuss had her like credentials and papers and everything forged by the crash so that she would get hired by Lando. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know, because everything is from Marvin's point of view, if Lando knows this. Yeah, we do not know that yet. I have to assume he does, because Lando always knows what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, as soon as they said, oh, Lando has no idea that we've planted a spy there. I'm like, yeah, he does. Yeah, he completely he 1, knows. He 1,000% knows. That's what Lando does for a living. He knows. Especially when they were saying... Oh, we uh, sent her in, and of course she's only been there for six months, but now she's his right-hand man. And I'm like, yeah, because he wants to keep her close and <laughs> feed her whatever he wants. Yeah, that's definitely what's going on. So she tends to take the role of the hardball negotiator on the Lando side of the table. Lando is mostly just sitting there letting the Kalumi talk. Because the Kalumi are doing this whole 80s movie thing where they're like, oh, I've researched everything about the person we're to have a meeting with. Think of your wife, Lando. Think of Tendra Calrissian and your son. It says here, Lando Jr. Chance. Don't don't you want to spend more time with them? And yeah, Lando goes, chance. Because now he's like, aha, I caught you. Because if you had done your real research, you know, we didn't we don't call my son Lando Jr. We call him chance, which fucking get over it books god damn it don't do that i mean i know you think lando has one defining characteristic which is what well, we runs call my off. son is gambling <laughs> and then our daughter we call ludicrous mining operation <laughs> and our second daughter wears capes <laughs> no she doesn't wear capes that's her name where's capes where is capes <laughs> third our second son of course is known as used to own the millennium falcon <laughs> Uh, and finally, our adopted fifth son, black guy, <laughs> Star Wars, black guy. Uh, that's me. Star Wars, black guy here. <laughs> I'm actually a Mon Cal. I'm adopted. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, most of the meeting is Marvin trying to chill his brother out, who is just like, Yes, you should take this deal. Oh, maybe you will die. And he's like, Ugh, would you fucking quit that? Yeah, and every time he does it, you can tell that it's just pissing Lando off. Like, yeah, Lando, Lando's not going to budge anyway. He's yeah. not. He doesn't want to sell the operation. No, but every time, like, Kratheus goes, oh, yes, it would be most unfortunate if you didn't sell. Something might happen. He's like, will you shut up? Would <laughs> you knock it off? And every time Marvin has to be like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. What he means to say yeah. is... <laughs> What my idiot brother actually means. So this goes on for quite a while of the two of them just sort of trying to strong arm Lando into selling and Lando just not answering. Uh, and they they drop a couple of different types of threats like, oh, the pirates are going to be really bad or eventually we're just going to come in here and muscle everyone out anyway with our with our superior technology. So we're giving you a chance to sell out now before, you know, yeah. before you get forced out. 
Yeah, eventually, either the pirates or competition are going to make this terrible, and you'll either sit on here losing money until you can't anymore, mm-hmm. or sell for significantly less than we're offering now. Yeah, and he's he sees right through them. He's like, look, you don't really care about my mining facility. What you want is my contracts with the new with the new republic, uh, and and you're not going to get them. And it just goes back and forth like that. He's for like, a while. You, you need the uh, me to be gone because otherwise these fucking uh, independent tugboat guys aren't going to give a shit about you that's yeah that's the other big thing uh he's managed to make a deal with all the independent tugboat people which there are millions of because the chaloon rift is completely full of valuable prospects and value and uh, less about valuable 18 feet high yeah and again it's about 18 feet from top to bottom but it's <laughs> <laughs> spoke your head up just stand on that guy's shoulders jeez you could never communicate inside the rift <laughs> It's real weird that we've got this f- flat planet here inside the Chaloon Rift. <laughs> yeah, it's most of the rift, really. Uh, so, so mostly Lando is just delaying because he's pretty sure that eventually Omad's going to show up with his special delivery of a spare Jedi and a <laughs> New Republic hero. And sure enough, that is what happens because at a certain point in the meeting, a random functionary a droid comes in yeah the droid secretary is like oh sorry to interrupt but uh your guests are here and lando's like ah great just show them in this is gonna be good and i do like that at least uh when they get pissed off at this i'm like yeah that's that's normal because they're like you're gonna entertain guests in the middle of our meeting what the fuck is wrong with you and he's like no meeting's done you made your offer i'll think about it get out yeah it's pretty great he's like yeah just give it up they aren't gonna leave though they're gonna stay and keep talking as han and leia come in yeah along with omad now of course they will immediately recognize han and leia well it turns out that han and this is a big reveal that gets a little bit more detail expanded in the next chapter but turns out that at some point han was the last person seen in the vicinity of these two guys mother yeah, uh, before she got shot between the brain lobes. Yeah, she got shot in the head, and the last person that she had a meeting with was Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there's no specific like detail that it was him that did this. There's no proof of any kind, but it doesn't matter. Kratheus is more or less sure that Han shot his mom. Oh yeah, and so Kratheus is just like I that will murder him. <laughs> So, so Kratheus gets a good look at him and is just like, well, I'm just going to stare death at this Han guy for the rest of this meeting. Oh, yeah. At this point, Kratheus just goes silent and is like, I'm going to mad dog Han Solo mm-hmm. for the rest of this. Now, Marvin, on the other hand, has decided to take the tack of kind of like, you know, oh, you're going to bring Jedi into this? Look, you big piss baby can't solve your own problems. You need some spare Jedi. Look, a Jedi's not going to solve your problems here, my dude. Just sell to us. Yeah. He's trying to override this, where you know what's happening is, honestly, what I was kind of hoping was for Leia to walk in and be like, all right, let's get this over with real quick. She's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know she's a spy? I and did. Lando's like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, thanks for ruining that for me. That was oh, going, come on. That was going great. <laughs> you have no idea the kind of dumb shit I was making her tell these guys. <laughs> and these two think that Han killed their mom or something? I'm not, I'm not 100% on that one yet. <laughs> We'll get more detail on it in the next chapter of the book, I assume. Anyway, hi, Leia. I've got a lightsaber. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they make a few more threats. And, of course, <sighs> Kratheus can't keep it in his power body to the point where he, like, charges up the weapon systems in his mech. Uh-huh. And Leia just, you know, brings out 
the lightsaber, doesn't turn it on. Is like, hey, it would be real stupid for you to try this shit. <laughs> Apparently, these dudes are like Modocs. They have, their power bodies have enough crap in them that they can fire all kinds of cool weapons and have shields and junk. Well, yeah, I mean, I assume that they have just a full crank. Yeah, they must. They, they must do. Uh, I, I figure it's probably not, it's more of a Modoc than a crank because they're big heads. I mean, otherwise they look kind of silly just sitting in the center of a fat droid. Well, they big fat droid. Well, they're not in the center. They're at the top. They just yeah. sort of put their big heads out the top of this power body. There you go. So that it looks normal mm-hmm. to have this giant head on a giant body rather than the giant head on their shrivel mini body. Well, I was kind of hoping it'd be a giant head on a regular body as opposed to a giant head on a teeny body. <laughs> <laughs> so they look even more like Megamind. <laughs> But yeah, apparently they're they're just bristling with cool weapon systems and hover tech and all kinds of like and they also have displays and shit. Yeah, I was gonna say they have the ability to at any point in time bring back uh, recordings of what they've been looking at mm-hmm. to show so that they can be like, ooh, I'll look through the milliseconds for those tiny fractions of a uh, second where you have some emotion briefly flash across your face and I can run through it and find your weakness. Again, it's just two fucking Shizors. Because oh, yes. this is a Shizor thing, to look at a still image of someone and be like, mm, yes, this is the moment where I, where I pounce oh. from my seat of power. Lando is definitely a tricksy wild wily foe but even he betrays emotions when i use my multi-million dollar technology that no one else has yeah in this case they freeze frame lando looking scared they found out that early morning it was a hot flash factory or whatever that whatever's going on in that song uh the but no they freeze frame lando freeze frame damn god damn every time you're killing me here uh, they they get a snapshot. Of, <laughs> <laughs> they look at this photograph <laughs> of Lando. <laughs> oh, that really made me laugh. <sighs> uh, so yeah, they look at this this uh, image of Lando looking briefly afraid when they mention his family, and so they decide to lean on that. They're like, "Oh, it'd be a real shame if anything happened to Chance and Tendra." Yeah, I like that. The by the way, Lando's married. Apparently, we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, the name of his company is even Tendralisian or whatever. Yeah. I kind of, I'm not, I don't remember Tendra the character. I feel like I've seen that name before, probably when reading the Young Jedi Chronicle stuff. Maybe. Uh, I, I'm going to guess that she's one of the, uh, the, the Dathomirian Night Sisters, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. With a name like Tendra, it's close enough to all the other Night Sisters whose names we get, like, yeah. Tenel Ka and Teneniel Dio and so and on. Smuckers. And Smookles. With yeah. a name like Smuckers, it's got to <laughs> be good. <laughs> Smuckers Raspberry Preserves. <laughs> Little winged potatoes. <laughs> I can do stupid things. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's the, what, maybe the best. Pod People is the best, best or, MST3K. Or potentially second best episode of MST3K. Oh, it's it's my favorite, but I would be shocked if it wasn't in most people's top three. It is, well, yeah, it's in my top three for sure. Yeah. What's your top three? I mean, top three has to be Pod People, Space Mutiny, and, ooh, the third slot's a real toss-up for me, because mm. there's some good ones. I really like Ega. <laughs> He got an interesting choice. Uh, Watch out for snakes. <laughs> my, my top three are definitely also pod people, but it's at my number th- number two position. Number one, werewolf. werewolf. <laughs> oh my god, I love werewolf so much. <laughs> so yeah, a werewolf, and then yeah, you're right. The third position is tough, but it probably goes to space mutiny because, or, or honestly, I'm a huge fan of the movie itself. That this island oh, I Earth. Know. That's is, the other one that I was thinking yeah. of for my number three. <laughs> 
not unlike your Earth ants. Larger, of course. <laughs> Escape under cover of daylight in the largest car in town. What are you doing to them? We're hickory curing them. It's <laughs> a really good one. If you yeah. haven't seen the movie, go check it out. Uh, okay, so, any hoozles. Uh, Eventually, they they are they have enough of kind of like threatening and facing each other, and for some reason, when when the uh, when the Kalumi make their their exit, they make it like they're afraid they're going to get killed on the way out. Like Marvin's like, okay, well, I'm going to set up my weapon shielding, turn my sensors to max, and start making my way towards my my fancy expensive ass ship. Oh yeah, well, it's definitely some fucking shadow run ass shit where they're mm-hmm. like, oh well, now that we're done with the meeting, I have to make sure that no one jumps me. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like no one's gonna do it. That wouldn't be interesting in the story, so it won't happen. But that, that's we, dumb. We, well, anyway, we we follow. Cratheus goes on ahead, but we follow Marvin for a while as he makes his way through the mining facility of the planet Sarnus, which is where all this is taking place. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of brooding and thinking to himself about all the shit that he's learned from this meeting. And at one point, he gets on his comlink and calls... Uh, what's her name again, John? Uh, Sarvana? Yeah, Savarna, maybe. Savara? Tabaxa? Yeah, it's like Zane Savara or something like that. And she is his pet assassin. So just because... When we were saying earlier that this is just two Shizors, we weren't kidding. It's two oh, Shizors, no. and they have two Guris. Yeah, each of them has their own sort of Guri, mm-hmm. uh, although one is definitely better than the There's other. There's definitely a way better Guri, it's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> he gets on the horn and is like, yo, what up? And the second that she starts talking, he is like, oh, Savara, you're so hot. Oh, God, You've yeah. got... You've got an accent I just can't place. You're vaguely ethnic, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her name's Savara Rain. Ugh. Uh, so Savara, Savannah Rain, uh, which is not a scent available at Yankee Candle. Uh, <laughs> Yet. <laughs> so Savara Rain is apparently a fallen Jedi uh, assassin. Yeah, she's now Sith, but she used to have Jedi training, apparently. Well, she went... She's part of that... We were talking about this earlier in the first chapter, uh, or the second chapter of this book, that they were training that tiger guy, and they were like, oh, he's really, really good, but he also has kind of a pride stink about him. I'm not training another Jason Solo. That is not happening again. Yeah, and I mean, in it's in the next chapter that we sort of get more of this, but apparently sometime between the last book, like the farthest book we've read in the timeline and this one... Like, after the Yuzhan Vong crisis, I guess there was another Sith takeover of the uh, yeah, yeah. Republic. Yeah, Ab- Abeloth led a Sith, Sith uprising that took over Coruscant for a while. So this uh, Savara reign, this Jedi, ex-Jedi, I guess was part of that. Yeah, and, and uh, she responds to money enough that these Kalumi dudes are able to hire her. Uh, but she is mean and sardonic and doesn't like them at all. And, and she's and- one of the few that is powerful enough to dare talk to marvin in such a condescending tone but i find it hot it's weird that that, that's the case because they're like he's like oh yes who else would dare speak to me in such a fashion i'm like dude you're a big floaty head i'll bet you a lot of people don't give a shit enough about the money to not be like look at this fucking balloon man (laughs) yes but i would have them killed (laughs) yeah but you don't people don't know that because you're a legitimate businessman quote unquote technically which means that people who are scared of you are doing it in wish tones and they're usually pretty savvy but if you if this dude were to go perambulating down the street in his dumb power body with his dumb puny jaw a lot of people would be like look mommy a blue i, I think he chewed that wonka gum <laughs> well i mean 
Kalumi or node. So they'd just be like, look, oh. it's a Kalumi. <laughs> Did you know you could just slap them and there's nothing they can do about it? <laughs> it's part of their law. It's fun. It takes them like three minutes to turn that big head around, so it's real easy to run away. <laughs> oh, now you're just being a bully to the poor Kalumi. I am, yes. I mean, I'm not slapping Kalumis. But that's only for lack of... Oh, yeah. Well, you know what the kids call it these days, slapping Kalumis. <laughs> uh, make sure you wear a hat before you slap Kalumis. Yeah, you want to get on this power body and slap Kalumis? You need to wear a puny jaw. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, he calls up Savara Rain, and he's like, hey, we're about to leave in a few minutes, so you should be on the ship by the time I he's get like, there. He's like, oh, have you finished your thing? Look, I just told you I'm on the ship. Obviously, I did. Yeah, it's pretty great, because his first thing is like, we're about to leave. She's like, whatever, I'm on the ship. Did you do your mission? I just said I'm on the ship, and it, which is like, yeah, duh, what are you asking? If I hadn't, I wouldn't be on the ship. And finally, he he, he doesn't give up, because he's like the kind of CEO. Well, how, are the bodies taken care of? What the fuck kind yeah. of insulting shit is that? Yeah, she actually is insulted. She's like, "How? What the? F- I, I thought you trusted me. What are you doing? No, no one's gonna find the bodies, Jesus." And he's like, "Oh God! Oh, the way she's mean to me. I wanted to stomp on my tiny nods." <laughs> yeah, he's got a a real thing for this. He's like, "Ooh, I want her to dom me so hard." I mean, he also had a brief moment when. Uh, with your with, with uh, Leia. Leia when Leia came in he's, he's like, like oh she's so old but so hot oh my goodness she's she looks like she's 20 years younger than Han oh I wonder if the force makes you hot <laughs> she probably has extended her lifespan with the force <laughs> I bet she fucks like a woman 20 years younger <laughs> uh, she may have a lot on the bottom because she has a body in general but I'm into it <laughs> Yeah, so, anyway, horny and evil. Yeah, that's that's these two, horny it's, and evil. It's the horny side and the evil side. of. Uh, hopefully there's a third one is the apathetic side. I hope so. <laughs> Just lying in the ship, getting a machine to do his workout for him. Well, they get on board their ship, which is called, like, the Orel... The Oral Moon or the whatever. The Oral Moon or something, It's it, which is a horrible name, by the way. Man. I don't... It's, it's not spelled... It's spelled, like, Gold Moon, like A-U-R... As the oral to, moon. Yeah. As the opposed, sound moon. Yeah, as opposed to the or. Well, that'd be an A at the end. This is an orel moon. <laughs> what do you mean an A at the end? Well, like if it was sound. Orala? The word for sound, it'd be A-U-R-A-L, oral, and not A-U-R-E-L, which this is. It's the orel. The orel. Yeah. So anyway, uh, on the ship, they meet up, and they their little group of four of them meet together, and the four of them are... Uh, <laughs> the two Shizors... Uh, sexy Dom Sith. And for some reason, Boba Fett's granddaughter. <laughs> yep. Gev is here to be like, hi, I'm, uh, I'm the head of the Mandalorians you hired. And also, incidentally, Boba Fett's granddaughter. Yeah, her full also, name is- Also, Boba Fett is still alive. Yeah, Boba Fett is still alive and operating, although I knew that one already. Uh, but, but I mean- I knew that he survived the Sarlacc. I've heard enough about that. But the fact that he's still alive- to this day. That's, that is an important point to make, yeah, because he was already older than the other characters. Like, what, what Luke was born when Boba Fett was probably around 19 or 20. Oh, yeah. And this is set, God, like 60 years later, so Boba Fett's got to be in his 80s. No, I mean, 
I'd say it's about 45 years from the first movie. Yeah, it is. Which it's, means it's 45 he's got to be at least like 75. So, so it's 45 ABY. Luke was 19 in the first movie, which means you can go ahead and say that this is taking place in around, what, 65? Six, yeah, uh, he's in his mid-60s. Yeah, so you've got to imagine ABY. Boba Fett's about 75 to 80. Yes, yeah, Boba Fett's probably around 80 years old. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and yet he is a relevant and important figure in the galaxy, I guess. Um why not? I mean, but Billy he D. Williams has, is nearly 80 in the new movie. He has a secret problem, and that's why... Do you think his secret problem is just that he's fucking old? He's fucking 80. That's his <laughs> secret problem. But yeah, he has some secret problem, and that's how they have his granddaughter under their thumb, is they're like, oh, we're the only ones willing to pay you enough to deal with your secret problem. Yeah. Now, Myrda is described... The Myrda Gev, by the way, is her full name is described as a compact woman in orange and gray Mando armor. Yeah. Uh, we have, again, like everything Mando prior to literally this year, uh, she doesn't have to wear a helmet all the time. No, because, she's got short hair yeah. that she can put up into the helmet. Because the way was the thing that was invented for the show. Yes. Uh, so there's so she has her helmet off and can talk to, to Norm. But she is a bit less of a dick than Savara and the, and the uh, Crash Brothers. Yeah. So they're like She's more businesswoman yeah. than like cackling evil asshole. And she's also been kind of roped into being here by this whole leverage they hold over her grandfather. Yeah. Uh they also use that leverage to kind of question her honor on a number of occasions in this they're brief like, conversation. Oh, would the Mandalorian Mandalorians renege on a promise? Would the granddaughter of the great Boba Fett not follow through on a contract? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh yes, you know, he he uh he resigned from the Mandos when he spent five years living inside of a slug. Uh, so, yeah, we, we don't have that problem. Uh, but no, so the four of them are meeting and they have their plan. Their plan apparently has always been to more or less just sort of assassinate Lando and make it look like an accident. But now they're going to go ahead. And in fact, they mentioned that they've spent several weeks describing how Tendra would react to working with them Whoa. if they were to bump off uh, Lando. Yeah, they're like, we weren't sure. We didn't know if we were going to move on that. You know, we were going to try out the buy legitimately. Mm -hmm. uh, and if that didn't work, it seemed like they were going to do some sabotage. Yes. But now they're like, oh, we'll just do the sabotage when Lando, Han, and Leia are all there, and we'll just murder everybody. Yeah, and, and uh, specifically, Kratheus is like, this is a perfect chance for us to take out Han and Leia. I've been looking for a way to do that for years. I have been so wanting to murder Han Solo and take out the Solo family, because that's great. Yeah. Uh, they also mention a concern that if they don't move quickly, this neighborhood's going to be swarmed with Jedi, because their information tells them there are already Jedi that are on their way oh, here. Like, oh, we found a, a Duros knight came out. We murdered him or something. Yeah, which was mentioned in the second chapter. And uh, Ben also, was here snooping around, and we, he said he wasn't looking into us, but we're sure he was because we're full of ourselves. Yeah. But he was looking for <laughs> a Sith ship named Ship. Yeah, the Sith Ship <laughs> Ship. Which yes. is fun to say, by the way. The Sith ship ship. <laughs> this is the sixth ship made by the Sith named ship. Yeah. The sixth shi Sith ship ship. <laughs> I love that it's just named ship. Ugh. But yeah, apparently he's looking for that. It's got something to do with the whole Abeloth thing that we know nothing about. Yeah, he's uh, trying to hunt down some Sith, and they have a ship named ship. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what he's here to find. Yeah. 
So but they think he's there to spy. Yeah, obviously. So now they're like, well, great. So Savara, here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave you here on this planet. You kill all, all of these people that are on the planet that we want you to. Make it look like an accident. Uh, accident. Of course, she's like sitting there playing with a lightsaber and she's like, duh. She's like, obviously, it will look like an accident. I am a professional. Yeah. But she's like, one question. When you say that the Solos were here, is it just Han and Leia? Yes. Oh, good. Because if Jaina was here, she would immediately fuck everyone up. Yeah. I like that Jaina, Jaina, apparently the biggest damn hero there is, because she's like, look, I can kill Han and Leia. That's not a thing. Like, but, Leia's uh, old and wasn't really trained very much in the Force, mm-hmm. but if Jaina was here, she would immediately murder me. Right. So it's a good thing that she isn't. The other note I like from this conversation is the the, the point where Marvin is worried that they'll lose Mirta Gev, that she'll take the Mandos and go. And his thought is, well, I don't think she will, but we really need them because they're actually efficient soldiers. The Nargons are too big and slow and stupid to really be of any actual use to us. Yeah, they need like, to have huge, fast badasses. Yeah, but they need to have someone essentially directing them. Right. Because if you just leave them to their own devices... They're kind of idiots, yeah. and unless they've got something they immediately need to kill, they'll just sort of plot around like fucking Goombas from the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, that, that, that adds up. So we, we learn a, a few things here, and then they break. The, uh, the Kalumis One, two, three, are, break. Yeah, the Kalumis are leaving the planet. They're leaving Savara here. She's going to have to find her own way off the planet. She's not worried about it. No. She is a competent Sith badass, and she has marring her gorgeous beauty something that maybe even highlights it a little fish hook scar going off of her mouth Mm -hmm. that she got i'm gonna go ahead and assume from a solo or a skywalker why not because they don't reveal how she got her scar and if you want to know how she got these scars (laughs) so that's our new secondary villain savaro rain yeah what a horrible name anyway uh chapter four begins with (laughs) Chapter four is politics, the chapter. Yeah, it's weird politics, too. So it's basically, it's Luke who's going to go and meet with, uh, what's his name? Louis Plute or something like that. Uh, It's Louis Wool. Louis Wool? Louis Wool, who's a Sullustin. So he's like in the end numb kind of guy. Yeah, so Um, last name W-U-U-L. Yeah. So I assume Wool, not Wall. It's probably Wool. 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 Yeah, and his first name is Louis. Yeah, I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Louis, Louis. Because I'm, I'm sure like, is yeah. it is it Loot or is it Louette? Is it Louite? Is it Lewitt? I don't Lewitt? know. But anyway, uh, Wool here is is a senator and also is in charge of, like, he's heads up the committee on mineralogy and metal rights for the uh, for the New Republic. Yeah, and we we knew that this is who he was going to go meet, but they have to do it all clandestine, like at a station that is big but known for keeping secrets for people who are rich and famous yeah so apparently like john was saying a little earlier during the abeloth sith uprising crisis the sith managed to do a lot of damage to coruscant and the prevailing political winds of the moment are jedi attract sith and they seem to train their own enemies yeah, if so, it wasn't for the Jedi, we wouldn't have had the Sith problem in the first place. So now the Jedi are on the outs with the, with the New Republic Senate and the Council. Yeah. Uh, in, to the point where it is not a good idea for, for Wool to meet with Skywalker in person. Yeah, if he was seen meeting with a Jedi, that would be like political death. Yes. So Luke hangs out in a fancy 
Uh, the Jade Shadow. The, his own ship. He hangs out his Last own ship. Last time we heard that they had the Jade Saber. Now they have the Jade Shadow. And yeah, and then he parks next door to a, a very fancy-looking Sorosub ship, which means it was made by Solistans. Yes. Uh, and then a few minutes later, uh, a, a droid shows up to offer them a 1,000 coolant uh, gallons of hyperdrive coolant. And right after that, once all that noise and machinery is started, a cleaning repair Solistan shows up. He's like, I didn't order a cleaning service. Show it on the screen. Yeah, sure enough. It's a Solistan with a baseball hat on, and uh, he's got and a droid cleaning, with him. Yeah, the cleaning robot is from Sorusub, and he's like, oh, that means it has to be uh, wool, mm-hmm. because famously the Sorosub cleaning droids were garbage yeah, and so, failed. So the only person who would still have one would definitely be their senator. Much like how Bill Gates is the only person in the world who has a Zune. <laughs> exactly. He still <laughs> walks around with a Zune and a Microsoft phone and is like, oh, I gotta use these. <laughs> it's how you know who I is. Yep. Famously, we had a shitty thing that no one wanted, but it was from us. <laughs> Hi there, you caught me. Here's a giant Xbox controller. That initial one that's the size and shape of a big gourmet hamburger. <laughs> it's like trying to trying to play video games with a blimp. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yesteryear when it was easy enough to make an Xbox big joke. <laughs> I don't even know what the current Xbox looks like. I'm a PlayStation man now. Uh, I mean, it looks the like family, an Xbox. The family business dies with you, father. <laughs> uh, okay, so... It, of course, obviously, this dude is is wool. Uh, he's just being very secretive and pretending to be a repairman. And his droid isn't even a cleaning droid. It's got some basic spy gear in it for, like, locking out listeners, along with a, a fancy bottle of Sulliston booze that he pours into two crystalline decanters that came with the thing. Yeah, he's like, I, ho- I hollowed out my janitor droid, and it's just got, like, files, anti-spy tech, and, and an, some booze. And an ice bucket. <laughs> Because this is the James Bond Star Wars book. Yeah. So Luke is like, whatever, let's just sit down and get to business. And we can tell the general level of nervousness from Wool because he constantly drains his booze anytime he's a little concerned about something. Yeah. Luke is like, oh, I know from reading up on this guy in previous things that the general way that he works is uh, I'm going to bring out two glasses of this booze. I'm going to drain one immediately, refill it, and leave it there. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's telling that when they're trying to talk about Get, that he is nervous because he begins drinking from the second glass. Yes. So uh, Luke immediately is like, all right, well, what am I doing here? And uh, Wool launches into a long description of shit about the Senate and so on. And Luke finally cuts him off and is like, yeah, I think you know why I actually would want to have a secret meeting with you. And it's not to discuss the Senate. Yeah. And even then when he's like, all right, uh, about the Chaloon Rift. And he begins talking about, like, oh, we get such and such minerals from them. Mm-hmm. It would be a there. real problem if anything happened out there. And he's like, yeah, you're still not talking about get. Yeah. you're talking. We get a bunch of geranium from them and quadrillium and spike bompium and... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the duopwopium <laughs> and the bompshubompium. But not unobtainium. That's stupid. <laughs> that would be terrible. That's a terrible idea to put that in a movie. Uh, now, upsidasium, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, okay, uh, Luke cuts him off again and is like, hey, seriously, tell me about the get thing, you know why I'm here. And that makes him super afraid. Yeah, he's like, alright, so here's the deal. Get is one of those organizations, it's, it's one of those shell companies, it's run by shell companies and so on, up till you get to these two brothers whose names are, are... They're just two brothers. They're just two brothers, they're just two halves of a Shizor. 
Yeah. There's you, a she and a Zor. <laughs> you've got these two brothers that run galactic syndicates. They own Get, mm-hmm. and they also own an assload of other companies. Yeah, they, they've been buying up people left and companies left and right for the past year or so, as if they're planning to make some sort of especially big move. They're like, they want a monopoly not just on some business, which is what you would normally see someone doing with this. It looks like they are trying to get a monopoly on all the business. They're trying to buy every business all at once. All the businesses. <laughs> They've hacked our businesses. <laughs> How many of them? All of them. Yeah. This is, like like I was saying earlier, this is just Captain Planet shit. Uh, it turns out that, that, obviously, because they're big kingpin types, that they have managed to buy like uh, or, or, or uh, blackmail or whatever someone everywhere. Yeah, and apparently... They weren't really known until the Yuzhan Vong. Like, up until that point, they were very much just, like, shadow broker in the background. Uh, Nobody knew that they were in charge of anything. It took the Yuzhan Vong War for basically any information about them to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it was revealed that they were in charge of galactic syndicates, Mm -hmm. and also they were colluding with the Yuzhan Vong and like oh, yeah, selling them refugees there's for a whole sacrifices. Thing where they were like, yeah, they were sending down rescue ships to planets, loading them with refugees, and then selling them to Yuzhan Vong priests. Yeah, so that they could do mass sacrifices. Yeah. Oh, these, these guys are horrible. And and Luke is like, wait, hold on. If they actually did that, how come they're not in like a detention cell somewhere? Yeah, like you have all of these or things just, where they're like, oh, they've been smuggling, they've been pirating, they've been doing collusion with the Yuzhan Vong. They're just awful. We have all this information about their criminal dealings and when luke is very rightly like uh how are they still a business yeah and they're like well they just have too much power everywhere to not be yeah they it, well we can't pin it on them mm-hmm. exactly because they're too slippery and also everyone is in their pocket she sure would be good if you guys hadn't cut all your ties with your space wizards <laughs> yeah the uh apparently the head of the senate He's like, I don't know if they bought him or are threatening him or he just doesn't give a shit because anytime I try to bring up anything about uh, the galactic syndicates, he's just like, no, I don't care. Mm. We're not doing anything with that. It's not important. It's me, Space McConnell. (laughs) I will definitely block that. It will never see a vote. Yeah, that's going to sit on my desk. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. I hate you, Space McConnell. (laughs) And regular McConnell. (laughs) Damn you! So, uh, at this point, Luke's like, "All right, well, why don't you just let us Jedi Knights kind of clandestinely deal with this? Let's just like, no. Well, how about I just pick a couple of my best kill dudes with swords, guys, and we just go fix this problem?" He's like, "Well, I mean, as much as I would love to have this happen with someone else, this has to be a thing that the Galactic Republic deals with, because otherwise, we're never going to know how to deal with shit like this." Right. And if we can't figure it out on our own, then we suck as a government. Also, if it turns out that lightsabers solve the problem, then it'll it'll be it'll come out that somehow someone worked with a Jedi, which is currently very politically unpopular. And the other problem is he's like, you need to know that I am afraid because even though they haven't threatened me directly, there have been some indirect threats to my uh, family. Yeah, he calls it his Warren. Uh, because apparently Sullustin's working like a burrow structure, I guess. But he's he's like, yeah, uh, they haven't directly threatened the family, but there's been, you know, some hints. 
So I've had to put my family into hiding. Mm-hmm. And again, Luke is like, I could send a Jedi to look after them. Again, no. No, because it'd, be really inconspe- it'd be really conspicuous. And he's like, we have Sullustin Knights. <laughs> Did you need a Sullustin Knight so we could just live there and look like any one of you guys, little flap dudes? Uh, no. No, same no. And it's at this point that Luke begins to sense someone on the underside of his ship. Yeah. Uh, they have just the, the briefest of discussion about how Luke's going to be heading out to the rift himself to kind of regulate and what have you, investigate some more, more or yeah. less. But then as they're closing the meeting, he's like, all right, well, anyway, there's a spy on the ship. Hold on a second. Let me just <laughs> uh, force slam him into the bottom of the ship and then drop him back down real quick. <laughs> yeah. Wonk. And then, and then they both just kind of stroll outside to see what they what they did. Like inside the ship, they can hear him cannonading into the bottom of the ship. Yeah. The big loud gong. And then as soon as Wool gets out there, he's like, Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's it's one of his Warren uh, clans, so it's someone who's related to him in some way. Yeah, like his nephew or whatever it, is roughly. there. Roughly. They, they have names for each other that are the familiar. It's like uh, he's he's the Suar to uh, to this guy's Upa. No, the, this guy's the Suar to his Upa. Yeah. Uh, Wool is the Upa, which means he is patriarchally connected to someone with him. I basically assume it's... I'm it's, your it, uncle. It's uncle nephew is the closest thing. It's all you really need. It's just that for the rest of this chapter, they're going to call each other Suwarn and Upa, and it's not helpful. <laughs> no. Uh, so this this kid, he, he's immediately incensed that the kid is not only spying on them, but he's using inferior Lorinar technology. Yeah, he's like, you couldn't even use a Soru sub listening device? Come on. <laughs> he's like, I wanted Soru sub. They said I had to use this. They? Oh, no. Uh-oh. They got to you. And indeed, that's what has happened. Upa has been compromised by... Uh, I don't think we ever get his real name. Upa's just what I'm going to call him. But Nephew here has been compromised... Oh, Little Nephew. Little Nephew. By the uh, by Git. Uh, they came to him and threatened the Warren, and they, he was like, well, look, I have to act in the best interest of the Warren, even if you won't because of your vaunted New Republic ideals. Yeah. Uh, so, And here's the problem you're going to run into here, Suar. If you don't if you let me go, I'm just going to do it again, because I will not let you endanger the Warren. Oh, his name is actually Suas. Oh, it's Suas. Okay. Yeah. So I thought I thought Suas was his uh, was his honorific, but that's actually his name. Yeah, it's actually all his right. Name. So Suas. It, it, so Suas is like, look, Upa, if you let me go, I'm just going to keep doing this because you are being an idiot and you are putting our entire clan in danger, and I'll never stop. Yeah, I will. It doesn't matter. I would do it again. I would sell out you for the sake of the family anytime and fuck you this was the right choice it's really weird that this because here's we're more or less done here but but the last thing that that uh the chapter ends on the the thing the chapter ends on is wool being like oh no you're not going to go to one of my prisons you're not going to face that jedi this is sulliston business you're going to go before the dame Ah, yes, the Dame Judy Dench will decide your fate, I, I just whether assume... or not you are jellical enough to die. <laughs> Shall you ascend to the heavy side layer, dear Suars? <laughs> Suas, are you jellical? <laughs> I shall set McCavity against you. Suas is a pretty stupid dame, <laughs> but is it Skimbleshank stupid? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Could you add a Mr. to the front of your name and an Isocles to the back? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that is, we end on Sulliston family drama? Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for him to be like, yes, you shall see what happens when you sit before 
the Dom. And I'm like, okay, I know the Dame is probably their term for matriarch here, right? Like, yes. they're just like, whoever's in charge of this Sullustin Warren operation. But does that mean that that's where the story is going? Like, I have to wonder, is Luke going to follow you to the Warren meeting? Or is this just the end of this and he fucks off? I'm kind of, because I was like, oh boy, this book has some direction to it. Luke's going to go out there and meet them in the nebula. And then the four of them are going to kick ass old people style. And it's going to be great. It's going to be like a Star Wars. <laughs> it's going to be like Cocoon. Yeah. With lightsabers. It's going to be red with lightsabers. Exactly. Or Space Cowboy, but they don't all die. Or wait, no, they don't all die. It's, who's, who's the one who dies in the plans? Is it Donald Sutherland? Man, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. One of them dies. Um, anyway, yeah. But no, instead it's like, you're going to before the, the person in charge of our clan borough or whatever we live in. And Luke's just standing there nodding sagely. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, please don't get diverted to that. Yeah, don't be like every other Star Wars book where you're like, oh, I got to go take a several chapter detour to nonsense that doesn't matter to the plot. You know what we haven't done yet is deeply explore the structure of solace relationships. Uh, what are you, Tolkien? Stop it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to solve a side quest here. I'll probably need C-3PO if he's not busy. <laughs> oh, He's with Han and Leia already. We know this. That's true. We do know that. I, I, I think Luke must have R2. Though. He does. Yeah. Okay. So most of the more important droids are accounted for. And if you're wondering where, where Mara Jade is, she dead. She dead. <laughs> the Jade Shadow is the second ship, but also apparently she owned that one too. Yeah. Because he has memories of flying around with her and Ben. Yeah. So, so no more. I, I don't actually know what happens to Mara Neither Jade. Neither do I. Uh, At some so, point, we're going to need to read the book where she dies. I, it's going to be one of the bo- It's going to be called something like Jedi uh, Covenant colon the Wraithfall Squadron colon book three comma the Apocalypse of the Apocalypse. <laughs> Good. So there's a reason why I gave up on Star Wars novels after a while is because they started doing this heavy serialization thing that I didn't care for. Yeah, there you go. So, uh. So there you have it. That's that's more or less what's going on. Uh, Luke's hanging out with Solistons, and uh, Han and Leia are just having a good old time being the smartest people in whatever room they're in. Hell yeah. We've got some Shizors. Mm-hmm. We got we got two new Shizors. We got two Shizors and two Gurries mm-hmm. split into her sexy assassin half and her competent, smart businesswoman her half. competent business half. Yeah, yeah we, we just took... <laughs> fucking the two villains from shadows and split them in two and gave each of them their own thing also we have this one henchman who's short and this other henchman who has metal teeth (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, i can't i can't wait for uh black sun part duh that apparently this this is going to be yay all right now if if you're still hungry for more star wars content now that we're done with this good luck you can go have your Star Wars and eat it too. You can <laughs> get to patreon.com slash system mastery and for only two of dollar level you can get us. Are you like doing an impression of me right now? What is this? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, you can go get our bonus content where we go into Wikipedia and we find just dumb nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we find the stupidest stuff we can on Wikipedia, usually inspired by the book we've been reading, and we come back and we report to you. Will you find out this time that Mickey Mouse is canon in the Star Wars universe or that there are multiple canon Santa Clauses? Uh, perhaps you will. Perhaps. Probably not because we both we did both of those already. Uh, but but by the way, all that really means is that we have a big backlog you can get into as well for your two bucks. Yeah. There's, there's like 
what episode is this of Star Trek or Star Wars Trek nope. times? Oop, X Men. Yeah. This is this is why you shouldn't try and do an impression of me because you can't step. To oh, my I game. can't possibly yeah. stutter like you can. <laughs> no one can. You're a professional. That's right. I trained to talk this poorly. <laughs> I went to Dulian. Mm, yes. I went to Chichichichote. Chichichote. I feel bad because I don't have a real stutter. I just talk too fast. Yeah, you just trip. I don't want to be don't want to be mean to people who have actual stutters. No. Yeah. Just Kalumi. Just Kalumis. <laughs> That's who you want to be mean to. Mm-hmm. Slap them. Just want to slap their big weird. Because here's the thing. They basically look at the result of the, the process of making an egg bigger than before. <laughs> the egg is bigger now. <laughs> bigger egg. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So. Go join us on patreon.com slash systemmastery. You can get bonus content. You can join us on our Discord to talk about the episodes, anything you want to do. If you've got things that are just too mind-boggling of a question to do that, you can go discuss people uh, and places and things on Discord. <laughs> Quit trying. You'll, you, you'll never, I'll never get there. Yeah, it's okay. I understand. I can teach you. Uh, so our Discord is linked on our Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, System Mastery on Twitter and Pretty much anything else, social media, you want to find us. Patreon.com slash System Mastery to buy the book. SystemMasteryPodcast.com to listen to the shows. Uh, All kinds of other things. We we have our own book that's for sale. We've got merch. We got dice. We got dice. We got pins. T-shirts and uh, flamethrowers. The the kids love this one. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Elan Sleesbagiano. And I've been split into my two halves, my death stick-loving half, and my going home and thinking about my life half. (laughs) 